Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. What's going on, peeps? Brian Jump, SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast aka service marketing podcast you don't have to have a dent repair business you could have any kind of service business you could be uh, an office cleaning business you could be a restaurant cleaning business you could be a mobile mechanic it doesn't really matter right if you provide a service to the public or even B2B for that matter. We're mostly B2C here though. That's kind of what we kind of swim in. So I would probably recommend if you're a B2C kind of cat, we're probably going to align with your needs and desires and the content that will probably hopefully serve you like it served me over the past 3.10 decades. So anywho, enough of that. Um... Oh, you're, you're new? All right, a real quick little little rundown. We talk about um, service marketing, of course. All diatribe about uh, college baseball because of my boys. Um, I'm a father of 3.5. Um, stepson Adrian, who runs a hair salon. Uh, the wife also is a hairstylista slash cosmotherapist. For anybody that has family or friends that work in the hair business, it's more therapy and less therapy, if you get my, my driftage. If, and, and that's kind of, it crosses over to any service business, but especially when somebody's in your chair and you're locked in for an hour to two plus hours. Hell, if you're doing like, uh, if you're pulling through a cap, you know, color, I mean, it could be three plus. You do an extension, same thing, but it's a minimum of at least an hour, hour and a half, cut and color, you know, 200 plus, hopefully for you guys and gals. But uh, I often look back and, and thought, you know, that would have probably been a pretty good gig right out of, out of high school like Adrian did. Um, you know, I, I think it's an easy 10 grand a month and your overhead's pretty cheap. You know, I, I don't know. And you have repeat customers at that point. I mean, it's, it's a pretty defensible moat, monopoly. You have a lot of competition, but I mean, if your goal is to make 10 grand, you know, no problem. 100,000. You want to hit 15, 20? I think you can still do that without breaking a nail. I, you know, pun intended, of course. But I think if you want to go above 20, then you're, you got to start thinking like Paul Mitchell. Speaking of which, there's a really good Paul Mitchell interview. Um, I forget his name, the, the guy that does these Millionaires Next Door series. Um, but uh, super good interview on YouTube if you want to check out Paul Mitchell's story. Uh, he's a hair products. Uh, guy who started as a stylist or his partner did I always get it confused between the two of them but uh, billion dollar enterprise and bootstrapped for the most part so um, self and he did it during like an economic downturn in the 80s which was tough 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 so anywho but yeah so we talk uh, you can tell what we talk about we talk about a little bit about family talk about a little bit about college baseball just because it's, it's in my wheelhouse we talk a little bit of restorations because um, we're an automotive business, but for the most part, 95% is I'm going to wax on about things that have worked for me and are working, um, that are current, that are tactical, 
that are relatable, bite-sized, you know, little little tapas you can chew off, little beef sticks for your business that hopefully will uh, illuminate your bank account like it's done for me. So your mileage may vary. And if you know, you know, right? YMMV. So, all right, so here it is. Monopoly. We're going to talk about Monopoly money today. Um, But it's going to be real money, but still with the Monopoly rules. Okay, you want to have a Monopoly. Monopolies are good. Not so much for the, the consumer, but for the person who owns the Monopoly, if you're the dude with the crazy mustache, top hat, and the long coattails, it's good for you. You know, with the the, or, the monocle? Yeah, I was going to say oracle. An oracle with a monocle. De- a debacle? I was trying to think of a coal kind of word. Um, side note, like I said, I like to throw in a little bit of personal, keep this brand personal. Last night, up at 3 a.m., God love my daughter for helping out. Our bulldog was sick, threw up at least 10 times, which is crazy because I put that guy to bed around 10. He was chilling like a villain. Good night, Sheriff. Have a good night. See you, Teddy. Saunter on up to the to the bed. 3 a.m. I could hear my daughter doing some rustling. I'm like, what's going on downstairs? Come downstairs. There's the dog, man. Just not looking good. Licking his chops constantly, which if you Google that, if a dog's lip, licking his lips and he's not eating, it means he's nauseous, which kind of sucks. Side, side note, bulldogs, high maintenance, especially uh, English. I, I would say all of them probably, but I'm not a veterinarian. I just play one on the podcast radio here. But but anyway, we got him calmed down. Did you know you can give melatonin to a bulldog? Yes. Of course, the proper dose. And we calmed him down with some water and a little melatonin. You can also give him Benadryl if you trust your Google doctor. But we did the melatonin thing and he went back to sleep. So so there you go. A little fun fact, right? If you got a dog and you need him to go to sleep, melatonin. You got a you got a whiny kid needs to go to sleep. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I do not have the credentials. I will tell you that spicy flaming hot Cheetos and a bulldog, they don't mix. And we got to the bottom of it when I talked to my son. He's like, oh yeah, sheriff got into the Cheetos. Oh, thanks for telling us. No wonder he had explosive freaking lava infused vomit later. It's kind of crazy how long that fuse was though. I'm t- I'm talking four hours or something. But anyway. I'm, who knows? All right, so let's get back on track. Let's get off that side road. This weekend is, and if you're listening to this later, was Mobile Tech Expo West. So for those of you in the dent repair space, um, Las Vegas, Sin City, four hours from my doorstep. I've never been to that one. I've been to the one in Florida, which is, it's kind of silliness, but honestly, aside from pressing palms and and gazing to the other eyeballs of other uh, current techs and exchanging stories and stuff. I'm building a business. that That's kind of my priority. If I was semi-retired, sure, why not? Let's go out and have some fun. Let's have some beers. Let's, let's kick some rocks. Let's have fun in Sin City. But I'm not at that point yet. I'm, I'm, I'm in the trenches, man. We are digging trenches. We are lobbing mortars. We are trying to build a, a monopoly, which we're going to talk about. We're trying to build a business. We're trying to enchant our clients, growth. I mean, this is a six-plus-day operation now that my kids are pretty much out of the house, that you kind of heard, college age. So still on the uh, the payroll, by the way. One of the reasons why 
for those of you that think it's expensive to have kids and you're buying diapers and food and, and, and health insurance, you don't even know. Go put them in a car with some automotive insurance and gas, cell phones, clothing, you know, college tuitions, books. Oh, I want to go out this weekend, Dad. Oh, okay, no problem. Here's a hundo. Like nothing, right? <laughs> Vaporized. So, yeah. Yeah, that is the true meaning of, holy crap, kids are expensive. So anyway, so yeah, now you know why we didn't go to Mobile Tech Expo, though. Back on track again. Um, so um, I, I did have a quick, and I do mean a quick hit and run. Bryce Kelly hit me up. Uh, if you don't know who Bryce Kelly is and you're not in the business, but he's one of the f- premier uh, PDR techs, does some in- incredible work. He's really moving the bar for the industry, which is amazing. And we always say rising tide raises all ships. Well, Bryce single-handedly is raising the tide pretty damn high, which is awesome. It's giving more awareness to, to the, the process and what we can do. And he also shares a lot of that. He also runs a school, little footnote, but um, out in Florida. If you're looking for training and, you know, advanced or otherwise, good guy to talk to. If you're in the Orlando area, Central Florida, and you're looking for a dent removal, same thing. This guy is, he's the guy. He's the dude. But anyway... We're going to try to get him on the pod. I chatted with him real quick, so I'm going to send him some dates, and hopefully we can get him on. I've uh, never met him, uh, probably because I've never go to those those little uh, events and things, and we've just never crossed paths. He had an event that I really wanted to go to out in Atlanta, uh, along with uh, Shane Jacks and some of the other uh, power people in the industry, thought leaders. Almost pulled the trigger. Uh, former student Jared Kirk, I know, went, said it was beneficial. They talked about lateral tension primarily and a bunch of other stuff, how to move your business and whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, it was good. It was it was good, and I wish I could have gone. But uh, but nonetheless, um, yeah, but whatever. So uh, aside from Bryce, uh, we're going to try to – I'm going to reach out to Jared and Igor and try to get them back on. I like to – since they've got kind of new shops, it's, it's, it's timely uh, because they're growing them and they're in the trenches right now in those early years or early days, months, weeks. And I like, I think it would be beneficial for anybody thinking about opening up a shop or has already opened a shop recently and hear about similar uh, growth challenges and, and how they're dealing with them and overcoming them. You know, how to get growth, how to, how to get clients, how to, how to schedule, you know, maybe even equipment that they've had to do or, or marketing, whatever. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get those gentlemen on as well. So, so stay tuned in the next few weeks. Hopefully we can get these, these amazing individuals on. Um, I'm really excited about that. I think that would be uh, good for the content. So, Peter Thiel, have you ever heard of the guy? Pu- look him up, okay? You probably you have no reason to, to know who he is unless you're into the fi- into finance or or billionaire status dudes. But Peter Thiel, I believe, started PayPal um, and a couple other pretty big businesses. And he's he's a billionaire at least once or a couple times over. Um, he's a good guy to, to read about. Um, and and he teaches some classes. I think I don't know in, maybe in person at Stanford. Um, and he's got one that's called Competition is for Losers, which I love. Um, and that's kind of what we're going to dive in today. We're going to sink our teeth into this donut uh, that Peter has uh, laid out for us, this nice chocolate with uh, some sprinkles on it or whatever you like. You like coconut? Go right ahead. I don't care. You want mustard on your donut? It's your gig, man. I, I don't judge. So basically what he's saying is you need a monopoly. And imagine how easy that is. It's one thing to fling open that board game and start playing the game. 
But try walking out your front door and say, you know what? Stretch out your arms, a little yawn. Eh, I'm going to create a monopoly today. Not so easy, okay? Because there's a couple other people outside that door that are alongside of you that are looking over at you down the street or in the business complex thinking, I want to do the same thing. Or I want to compete with you. Or I, I want to have the next business that I don't have to hardly market or whatever. It is not an easy formula. It is kind of Einsteinian, if you will. Yeah, I just thought of that. Um, I didn't. That's not a note. That that's uh, an improvisation. Um, so so how can you make your business a monopoly? You know, because you've already. I'm assuming you've already got a business if you're listening to this podcast or you're considering it. And yes, there are ways on the spectrum. Yeah, I, sometimes I feel like I'm on the spectrum to to move your business that direction, to more defensible, more modish, like a castle, right, where people can't cross the bridge. They can't, in other words, take uh, clients from you. So let's walk it back, though. Let's let's reverse the, the tape here. What would happen if what would happen if you did have a monopoly? Right. L- like we said, and then we'll even flesh it out more, more customers. Because where else are they going to go? There's only only one service that, that meets their needs for said service that you provide. More money. Well, if I don't have competition, I certainly can charge more money. Whatever, the, if I, As long as I stay within their budget, you know, whatever they can afford. And less marketing, which means more money and time, right? So, and, and I'm sure there's more. But those are like the big three to me. That's pretty crazy if you think about it, Right? So let's get it, let's sink our teeth into this turkey leg. How can you move your business towards a monopoly? Okay, and and guys, if it was easy, of course everyone that had a brain would be doing it. Okay, so let's start big. Let's start start kind of like, you know, blow the walls off of the proverbial box. Let's think way outside of it, and then we'll work our down to mortal men status. You know, things that you guys can actually do. Okay, now. Throw away my page one notes there. So I like to stay organized with my podcast. I think it provides, because my thoughts, if you haven't already figured it out, they're kind of like a spider web. They go everywhere. Um, and they're littered with dead bugs. <laughs> there you go. Somebody's probably thinking that. Yeah, you are like a spider web, Brian. Bunch of dead bugs around and, and an ugly-ass spider. Yeah, but I don't bite. There you go. I enchant. So, so what if... And this, like I said, this is this is not for me, and it's not for me because I don't have the smarts, I don't have um, the connections or the money to do this. But what if someone, and this will happen, mark my words, reached out to Big Insurance, and yes, we've had meetings with Big Insurance about this, but not at the corporate level, more at the regional district level. I needed to go way up the food chain. What if somebody met with Big Insurance and convinced them? It was in their best interest, which it is, ahead of the client, ahead of the consumer. It's in in big insurance, their uh, interest to slice off DRP money to spot shops for the right kind of low-hanging fruit kind of work. Bumpers, door dings, hail, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, we shouldn't, these claims should immediately go to, to PDR slash, you know, these kind of these kind of niche services that that I currently offer and and the other people that I mentioned and, and others that are listening that I haven't. So retail, PDR, and spot shops is what I'm talking about. So I believe this is coming. So, and if and when this comes, 
and I would have to say more on the wins spectrum, we're all those of us already in the game are going to reap huge awards. Okay, us shops who are already doing this, we already win anyway, though, regardless. But we would win even bigger. Okay, so imagine the awareness bump, right? Insurance all of a sudden starts telling people to come to us instead of trying to pull people away from us. Well, you can go to that shop, Denko. You know, they might be fine, but but we can't guarantee their work. Really? Like you're going to guarantee another body shop's work. That's how they, they steer so hard, and it's illegal, but they, they bend the rules constantly. And now insurance this year is actually hurting, so we're supposed to feel sorry for them. Okay, but if, but if insurance did refer us, we're going to get a lot more awareness. We're going to get a lot more eyeballs. We're going to inherently get more trust. People are going to trust. Oh, wow. Progressive says go to Denko. Well, they obviously got to be good. They're on their list. That means they're good. If they're not on their list, I trust my insurance who takes my money and doesn't want me to use them and lobbies against me to use them by making the Carfax vehicle history report rules and all that. They're definitely out for my best interest, even though they're not going to buy factory parts and they're going to delay, defend, deny my claim when I want to make a claim. They'll collect my check and cash it really fast but they will not want to give me money really fast when I actually need them. House, health, home, whatever. That's the insurance game. But I'm a stupid American consumer, so I trust them. And, and when I say I, I really do mean I. I'm not saying you guys. But if you want to kind of open up that spectrum for the rest of the populace, it probably wouldn't be too, too much of a reach, right? So, so more trust, more awareness, okay? I'll give you an example. This weekend we had a custom this week we had a customer with a Honda Accord. The wife hooked the front bumper over a parking stop. Okay? Pulled the bumper almost clean off. Busted up the all the trim pieces inside and the, the brackets and everything. And it it was it wasn't pretty. And they brought it up to us and they had no, they had it towed to us. Because the bumper's pretty much dragging and hanging off the engine cover. And like, can you guys take care of us? We were gonna go to the dealer. This, this is the average consumer. A lot of people are more educated, run from the dealer. These guys, we're going to go to the dealer. You see the difference? I'm educated, I don't go. I'm uneducated, and I trust big corporate, corporationsusa.com. I go to the dealer. That's the difference. But we thought we'd try you. I, I, I think they've been here for a dinner or something. Are you sure? Is this something you're capable of? Are you sure? What are they telling me? I don't really trust you. I want to trust you. You're a nice business. You did a great job with that minor thing. But this is kind of major in our eyes for our 2021 Accord. It's my wife's car. And I really would, would feel much better if I could trust you. But I really need you to, to invoke the trust clause because insurance certainly didn't refer us. And I'm in a small business. I'm in a 2,000-square-foot facility. That might automatically or automatically say that I may not have the competency. I mean, just the size. Now, compare me to a mobile guy. If he calls a mobile guy, where's the trust there? Is it the same, less, or more? Less. So there in and of itself, if you're a mobile guy trying to get bigger paying jobs or a broader spectrum of work, you already have an uphill challenge. You don't have the trust of a brick and mortar. And people like this were never even thinking about contacting you. So you don't even know what you're missing out on unless you're using some intelligence, which hopefully you are. And if you don't mind not doing the bigger jobs and more of a wider spectrum of repairs, no big thing. Hey, Brian, I'm perfectly good doing small dents for 150 to 250 each and trying to stack stack chips that way. There's nothing, hey, nothing wrong with that. You're, you're saving overhead, right? 
and it's and you can work kind of work your own hours. You have a, you have a brick and mortar. People kind of expect you to be there. And let me tell you something right now. They don't expect you just to be there during the normal business hours. Heather with the Tahoe texting me at 6 a.m. I have to go to work early. Can I drop off my car at 6.15? I don't know what about my business makes you think that you can text me at 6 a.m. and I'm going to be responding to that. And no, I didn't because you got to set boundaries. Now, if I already kind of laid it out, hey, listen, if there's anything I can do, I'm t- open 24 hours a day. Reach out to me. No, I do have a life and I need to push back a little bit. Sorry, Heather. We appreciate your business. We appreciate everything about you. But just realize, just like a caliber collision, you can't text them at 6 a.m. and you can't text Denko at 6 a.m. Okay, business hours. Respect us, please. So, so bumper guy, back to him. We, we got the job. I convinced the, the, the husband and wife, uh, Michael Martinez, and I forget the wife's name, maybe Trudy or something, that, that we could handle it. And the bump, I won't even get into the details. We fixed it. It worked out. We charged them the money. And, and it paid pretty well. It was just under 1000 bucks for everything. But they asked three times. So what does that mean? That means that if we could get sidled up with insurance, you can already see how this example like this, you're going to get so much business, you definitely, you'd be a monopoly. Now, a monopoly in the sense until other spot shops started coming into your area. But a lot of people still don't understand, and I say people, I'm talking to auto body shops people and mobile dent guys, how those of us that kind of straddle the middle line have a monopoly. And there's so many areas out there, which I'll get into one of the benefits. So this, so this is the one, the one big one that, most of us are not going to change big corp. We're not going to disrupt the auto industry. All right. We're not going to be able to do that. We don't have the, either the competency, if you don't mind me saying, we don't have the money, the funds, you know, we don't have the manpower to go out and lobby it. Maybe, maybe some of you do. I don't, I know that, but if, and when that happens, and it's probably more of a win, that's going to, that's going to be a monopoly game changer. So let's assume that you're kind of more like me. You're more on planet earth. And you're not going to disrupt the automotive industry, at least not tomorrow. Okay. So let's, I got, I got, I think it's four more other options for you to help move your business towards the monopoly uh, ideal. Okay. Here they go. And it might, actually it might be five. Okay. So here they are. Number one. And these are things that either I've tried and have done and or am doing. Uh, Number one, block out Google. In other words, lock out all the competitors on Google and you own Google for your main keywords. Is that possible, Brian? What's your budget? Yes, it is. I've done it for PDR training and it worked pretty handsomely. Page until my competitor figured it out. And then we kind of went to battle, went to war. But Google is kind of the yellow pages of the modern age. When a lot of people don't especially older people, they don't know about social media or maybe they don't have a referral or something. They're going to go to Google. They're not, I mean, they may crack open a yellow page, but I haven't seen a, a yellow book or a white book in a long time. I think they finally gave up. So if I'm looking at Dent Repair Phoenix and I see three companies above the fold and they're all different names, A Better Repair, Jared, uh, advanced dent repair and Phoenix uh, dent and ding or dent and scratch repair. All right. 
but I call them, and they're all different numbers, but they all go to Jared. Is Jared going to get more business? Yes. Is Jared going to kind of have a monopoly, at least on the, the yellow pages for our industry? Yes. Is Jared going to spend more money? Yes. So Jared has to monetize. He has to recoup and capture more profits in order to run this enterprise, this, this online monopoly, if you will. It does work. Google doesn't give a rat's ass, and I'm sorry if Google you're listening, which I know you're not, about customer service or customer experience. I should, that's a better way to put it. Sip of coffee, Pete's, it's the best. They just don't. They're going to tell you to your face, hey, we want the best for, for the searchers and the consumer. And then they're going to turn around and laugh while they're counting that stack of cash in their freaking billfold. They want dollars. And if it's you or whomever else, as long as it's not going to cause them legal woes, they'll they'll allow you to do this. So that's huge. Okay? It's huge. And I just kind of told you how to do it, too. It's expensive. It alienates your lead sometimes. They'll call. It's like, oh, you're you're a better repair? Yeah. Well, it says here advanced. Yeah, that's our sister company. There's ways to work around it. It doesn't really matter. And they can rat to Google. It doesn't matter. Google ain't going to do shit about it. If you have the budget, and you can just test this, guys. You know, Mondays and Fridays, I own Google. Those are my days. Or I just do it. I do day parting. From 9 until noon, Google's mine. If you do any online advertising, you know the capabilities of, of the platforms. This is a pretty massive little tip I'm giving you guys. Right out of the gate, number one. I don't know if anybody sees the power in this. I hope you do. Am I doing it right now? Not really. I don't need to. Have I done it in the past? I'm nodding. I'm not going to say I did, but I'm nodding. I don't know if I'm nodding no or I'm nodding yes, but I'm nodding. I'll let you decide. Okay, number two. Strategy number two to be a monopoly. Saturate your two to five mile circle, your radius around your brick and mortar, assuming you have one. Signage in the most prominent spot. The biggest street with the most traffic near or where you're at. Lucky ass Jeff, Jeff McGill, you son of a bee. Beach City's PDR, 20,000 people a day, whatever. Be like him. I don't think he does any advertising. Doesn't need to. He's a glutton. God love him. And he deserves it. Ever out in the West Coast, go visit him, see his shop. Tell him I sent you. Amazing. So own the eyeballs for your area. Not easy to do. Market to all automotive-related businesses. Anything automotive where you think you could get referrals, they should know about you. And you should have a referral program to incentivize them. How about the chamber? Yeah, why not? It's not going to drive a bunch of business, but you're just locking it down. It's like golden BBs. One BB on its own, it's not going to do much. thousand BBs, it's going to do a lot. Pretty much an online, offline blanket. Everything within your two to five mile, I'm talking social media, online, paid ads, free Content, YouTube, you name it. And then offline. Think creatively. We talked about this. This is, if you're a longtime listener, you know I've talked about owning your two to five mile. This is a way to have a monopoly. It's going to get better. That's number two. Number three, serve an underserved area. Have a geographic monopoly. How many PDR. Um, smart repair shops do you think there are in the United States? 
There's not a lot. Are there thousands? No. Are there hundreds? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Find an area where there's no body shops within five miles. Preferably wider, but at least five miles. No spot repair shops. And there's an above average income and a, a proper population density. And you will have a geographic monopoly. Do they exist? Yes. Are you willing to move? That's a question you have to ask. They're out there. Put your freaking little dent repair and paint pin in the map, in that spot. Build your business. Instant moat. Instant monopoly. It's not that hard to do, guys. You just have to be, you have to be flexible. Go where the money is. Go, you know, go where the money flows, they say. Don't be my former student, Tina De La Cruz, and say you want to serve the ghetto, your people, the minorities. Don't try to be a, a bleeding heart because you're just going to go broke. Unless you don't need money. Then by all means. But even then, they may not even care. It's, it's, you got to go where people care and they have the budget. And those are usually two things that kind of coincide together. All right, so that geographic money. That's another one, by the way, guys. I mean, it's kind of common sense, but a lot of people don't think about it. That's number two. I mean, these are hard-hitting. I hope you, hope you see how impactful these could be. We're 29 minutes in. I got I to gotta pick up the pace here. Less dirt road, frickin' trips. Okay, so this one's going to be a little harder. Serve, and they're all hard. Serve your clients so well they feel compared to refer you others. Okay. Imagine for every customer you serve, you get 1.5 more. That is a monopoly. They're not referring you and, oh, I'm going to go see Brian or Dent Wizard. That's not how the game works. Or they bring you more cars. Serving a customer, guys, is a trial. It's a show. I talk about like a circus, right? It's a potential, a potential for sky's the limit. If you exceed their expectations, if you, ex and this is even, this is where it kind of becomes like hairstylist, you know, cosmotherapist. If you exceed their emotional expectations, oh, that's just for women, Brian. No, it's for dudes also. Hate to say it, dudes are bitches too. Exceed their emotional expectations with the transaction at all touch points. Uh, uh, come again, Brian, what do you mean? Touch points are everywhere they they are interacting or finding out about you or knowing about you or relating to you. Do you know all your touch points? Are you being average at any or, unfortunately, all of them? Quite possibly. Well, time to get to work. I, I said it was going to be work. Do more. Do a lot more and be better. It has to be so great, guys, that they feel in debt to you, even though they paid you. Hey, here's 800 bucks, and here's a 10% tip, and I still feel like I owe you, so I'm going to refer you Anybody that asks me about you, and oh, by the way, my wife's car, blah, 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 blah. They feel compelled. It's the car, her, his wife or her, her, her wife, yeah, it, could, it happens. We get a lot of that here. They feel compelled to bring you more business. Why? Because you made them so happy. You feel like, they felt like they were in debt. Because you went so far past the finish line in a three-dimensional plane. Not even on the ground. You went past the finish line. In an air show, freaking P-51 Mustang, you know? And then did a loop-to-loop -loop with a freaking uh, sky trail behind. Does that make sense? Maybe. Some of you. Anybody getting it? Bueller? 
This takes work. Yes, this is hard. No, no one, and I mean no one, I can say this with confidence, else in your area is doing this. You think a caliber or a fixed auto is doing Fuck, no, they're not. Another dent guy, another spot dent repair. First of all, you don't even have any other dent spot repair shops competing with you probably in your area. And if you do, they're not doing this. They're busy enough. They, the, the customer the customer or the service person shows up, the estimator. They treat customers like raw meat. Just ask them. I mean, they'll tell you. When they go to an automotive shop, they, they have expectations. Okay, It's usually a low level of service. Low energy, low satisfaction, a lot of distrust for that reason, right? It's kind of sad. So, so that, that's not easy to do, but if you can get a referral system going and you really fix all these touch points and there's guys, the sky's the limit. Like I said, there's so, I, I had an idea. I'm not going to share right now. I'm going to save for another podcast. But when I was penning this, the notes for this, this episode, I came up with an idea, which just made me laugh, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. It's kind of silly, but it's just one of those little golden BBs. All right. Next one. Offer related services that allow more fish to enter and be captured in your net. If you capture more fish, you're going to have more monopoly because hopefully you're also going to get referrals. So it's almost like having a, a fish pond. It's like you're cultivating your fish, your customers. Okay, let's assume that body shops and mobile PDR techs are your competition. Why don't they do or what they don't do and what you can do and capture not only more dollars but build relationships with your clients, a bond, a love affair? The more times, in other words, you, you see the client, the more you can relate and the customer can relate to you, I should say, because it's not about how you feel, it's about how they feel, and you build this little love affair, this little familiarity, right? It's, it's almost like, you know, cheers, the bar, if, if, if I'm not being too dated, or, or any kind of frequent, like when you, if you go to Starbucks and you know the baristas, hey, what's up? They know you by your name or whatever. Your customers should feel bummed that they left you after repair due to the amazing experience. And they, and most of the time when they're with us, they do, but they say, you know what? I don't want to sound rude, but I hope I don't see you again. And they say that reluctantly because they really do want to see you. They love the experience. They just don't love spending $800. And they know they can't come here weekly to spend eight bills. If they could come here and spend eight bucks weekly or monthly, they would. If we do our job right, and they should, and as should your customers. Give them a reason to come back is what I'm saying. But it can't be for 800 bucks, can it? Or even 200. I'll give you a side. I mean, people like the car culture, guys. A lot of people do. Not, not, a, not a lot of women, some women too. We had a customer come, come by this weekend, and he's been here like a half a dozen times. He's super emotional. Nice guy. I don't think he's listening to the podcast, but if he is, I hope you don't mind me saying Giorgio. I'm going to say your name. But he came out, loves to loves to hang out with us, got really pissed one time, got butt hurt, left me a negative review on social media because of it, and then he retracted it later. You know, But he loves to be around the car culture, just likes to pop in and talk and feel cool and feel good. You know, Kind of like watching Gas Monkey Garage, but going there in person at Denko. So he borrowed our buffer and started 
uh, polishing his Mercedes this last Saturday at our shop. It, did I mind? No. He's not. If he ruins his car, I mean, he says he used to be a detailer, so it's like, dude, go right ahead, you know. But it just, what, why would I say this? It highlights the attraction of the automotive industry to some people. So if you, who are also potentially maybe an automotive, maybe you're not, but if you are, consider yourself lucky because there, there's an affinity, there's a, there's a likability with our industry, okay? So what if you could give people another opportunity to come visit your business to build more of a relationship? There are things that can do that. Services that are more regular that aren't as expensive, right? Like car detailing. I'm not seeing you need to be a detailer. You could offer it and then have somebody come fulfill it for you. You literally don't touch a car and wipe down the dirt. You don't vacuum it, you know, floor mats. You don't degrease door jams. That's not your thing. But you offer it and you're the you're the point the point person when they come on in and you're the you give them a reason. Guys, there's nothing more frequent in the automotive service industry than dirt. Dirt happens, and it happens frequently. So if you want this, I'm just giving you an idea, especially if you have a shop. Now, you don't want to be a full-on detailer, so I, and you need to make money, so I would definitely price it at a premium level. What about a car, a luxury car polish service, something we're going to be testing out? I'm going to call it, what was it we were going to call it? Um, Cartier. Yeah. Yes, I'm ripping off the name. Absolutely. I'm going to, re, I'm going to misspell it. I'm going to respell it in a different fashion, but I'm going to play off that luxury affinity. Try to align myself with Cartier. Cartier car polishing service. Yep, you heard it for, here first. How much, Brian? A couple hundred bucks? Think thousands. Oh, wow. What are you going to do? We're going to make that car look like it's wet when it drives out here. It's going to freaking look like a freaking Hope Diamond. Okay, would somebody pay $5,000 to have their car polished? Hell yeah, they would. How long would it take? Maybe a couple days. I'm not. Gonna, it's not going to be a one-day service. Probably two to three days. There, do you think there are luxury detailers who take apart the interiors of vehicles and a lot of the exterior, and they steam clean and they use dry ice and all kinds of shit to make a car glisten like new, or if not even better than new. So yeah, now. That's a pretty painful point right there, 5000 bucks. Am I going to get a lot of frequent people? Probably not. But it does, does or does, does give people more of an opportunity to come back, right? Just think about how to broaden your service menu. Okay? All right, here's another one. But I'm going to go sideways instead of up. I'm going to go lateral. What if you had a small cafe at your studio? You have one of those nice Italian espresso machines. And maybe you've got an assistant that helps do estimates for you, does bookkeeping there, a working mom or whatever, you know, and they're there at your studio, I don't know, mornings, 7 to 11. And those are the hours of your cafe. People can come in, have an espresso. They got a glass window in the little lobby and they can watch you doing the repairs in the back. I don't want them watching you, Brian. Okay, well, that, I, that's fair. I get it. But what if you had that little tiny lounge? Maybe it sat four or five people and you got cool music. You got a little record player playing or whatever. You got a cool little loungy hip-hop vibe or whatever. Whatever works for you. Would people come? 
Hell yeah, they would. Car culture geeks would come. Check out, uh, I've talked about this business before because I love their brand. Check out Deus Emporium, D-E-U-S Emporium in Venice, California. You don't have to go there physically. Go online. And they have other franchise locations across the world because this freaking formula works. Now, instead of cars, they deal in motorcycles. They deal in motorcycle customization. The area for the customization is pro- in most of their shops, especially Venice. I've been there. I've seen it. It's probably a room the size maybe 10 by 10. You know, motorcycles are small, right? So you can, you can afford to have a smaller space. And then around that little tiny little cubby, they sell swag, clothing, and coffee and snacks. And then they have car shows on the weekends and all kinds of little events. It's a cultural thing, guys. People love our culture. Why don't we take advantage of it? No dent guys do. None. I don't know of anybody that does this. Be a first reactor. Be a first adopter. Nobody does it. Oh, but there's body shops that do it. Really? Tell me one. No. There's not. People want to be around us. Both men and women. It's perceived to be cool. People are sick of Starbucks. Or if you're in Canada, they're sick of sick of uh, Tim Hortons. Easy for me to say. Okay, it's boring. It's bland. It's the same old shit. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna see the same artwork, some same old retread cups, and I'm gonna have my coffee and I'm gonna leave. People don't want to go in there because it's not cool. There's nothing hip. There's nothing chic. We do some cool shit, and especially if you're doing wheel repair, you're doing PPF, you're doing dents. Maybe you got a little bumper guy coming in. That's some cool shit to watch. Right? It's like, it's like you're at the car wash and you're sitting there through the glass window watching your car get washed. It's cool. I mean, if I had a car wash like that, I'd have, I'd have a, I'd make a sick ass, like a loungy uh, coffee little bar, you know? Bougie for sure. $8 coffees. You don't like it? Tough shit. People are always looking for new and fresh experiences. And this is an opportunity for you to deliver on that. I'm not saying you should open a coffee shop. No, I'm saying you should open your mind. Your mind should be an open coffee shop, in other words, right? To all possibilities, to grow your brand, to create, to create a monopoly where other boring, bland, below-the-bar body shops and dent techs won't have a chance or a clue. You'll open face slap them so hard, you've already beat them to the punch. I mean, by design, we're already beating them anyway. But if you truly want a monopoly, like, like Peter Thiel talks about, these are ways to do it. Imagine if you did them all. Holy shit. I mean, it's overkill. If you just did one or two, you know? It's crazy. And it is totally doable. Is it easy? No. Hell no. Is it hard? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sprinkle little sugar droplets on on this little turd it's freaking hard and i don't do hardly any of those things the one thing i do is i definitely exceed people's expectations i charm the shit out of them and i don't always win i sometimes get characters where man i cannot move the corpse you know what i'm saying they come in here on a gurney and i basically shock them with the iud and i get a pulse we do the business transaction, and then I wheel them back out on the gurney. They get back in their ambulance and go home. They're, they're, I, they're, I did all I could. I could not move the needle. 
and that's I'm not going to blame the customer. That's on I'm going to own that responsibility. I can't charm, you know, everyone. I can't be Mr. Wizard to everybody. Some people don't give a shit that I'm wearing a green jacket, you know, coat, and that I've got a freaking curtain and I'm gonna I got a bunch of gold levers behind the curtain. They don't they don't they don't get that, and they don't give a shit. You know, they're all about the transaction and they're they're kind of kind of comatose. What do you do with that? Nothing. It's wood, dead wood. But for the 95% of the rest of them, you have the opportunity. What you choose to do with it is up to you. All right, that's it. 45, just under 45 minutes in. I went a little long. I doubt that most of you stuck through this. If For those of you that did, there's an actual candy bar sitting right outside your door right now. I left it for you. Go get it. I wish I could do that. I wish I could 3D print and then FedEx you a candy bar. Do you know that they 3D, a sidebar, do you know that they 3D print food now? I didn't even know this. It's kind of weird, like meat, which my buddy's all into it. I saw it on UT. He had to show me. I'm like, that doesn't interest me. But, um, and they 3D print metal, which is kind of, I thought it was just all plastic, but they're doing metal now too, which is sick. But anyway, yeah, for those geeks out there, there's your, there's your geek little tidbit. All right, man, I love you guys. appreciate you. Thanks for the ears. Thanks for the eyes. Um, Hopefully, we'll have some fresh blood in here. Like I said, I'm going to reach out to Bryce, Jared, Igor, others. Um, we got a couple of students coming in uh, next month. We've got a, a dude from, I think, just SoCal guy. And then we got a, a wonderful gentleman from Hawaii. So we'll talk to our, our, our Hawaiian. Uh, we had another Hawaiian hit us up, too. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll have two Islanders at the same time. Uh, that would be kind of cool. We could talk about that tragedy in Lahaina and hopefully how those people are rebuilding and all kinds of other shit. So anyway, I have a former student who does really well, by the way. He's uh, was a partner to Igor's, Tiago. He's on Oahu. So if you're ever on Oahu and you want to see a kick-ass dent shop, go see Tiago. Really cool dude. Amazing skills. All right, that's it, guys. Have a great, great week. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the food. Spend some time with friends and family. Don't kick your dog. Don't kick a dog. It's not good. Love your dog, even if it throws up all over your downstairs because your son gave him flaming hot Cheetos. Don't be nice to that dog because they have a short lifespan and you're going to blink and they're going to be gone. Or maybe you'll blink and you'll be gone and the dog will be looking at your grave going, ha, joke's on you. You never know, right? See what I did there? I spun it. All right, man. Catch you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye for now.